We're about to kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, brought to you by the fine folks over at, where else? Geekinthecity.com. If you enjoy this show, and I think you do, the best way to help us out is just spread the word. Uh, tell everybody that you enjoy listening to Geek in the City Radio on whatever social media platform you use, as well as giving us a five-star review on sites like iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or iHeartRadio. Those reviews go much farther than you would ever imagine in helping us climb the metrics, which uh, just gets us more listeners, which just makes us a bigger and more nerdier family for everyone to enjoy, which we're going to do right now with an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Why, hello, and welcome to issue 641 of Geek in the City Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. And I'm your other host, Cable Hashitani. How's it going, other buddy? Host. Yes, yes. It's going well. Um, Beanerita is, of course, uh, on an away mission. So Yes, to the Great awesome. White North. Do we devolve <laughs> into Strange Brew? jokes no. now or do we just move on okay no because she'll get mad at us when she gets back <laughs> so we don't need that at all her bullshit senses will go tingling and she'll just like mm. and <laughs> right. cable are up to shenanigans that i'm i i don't know what they're doing but i i don't I, like it preemptively yes be like and so it means i must destroy them when i get back yes yes with her look the law. Yep, she she has a look. She has a yeah. couple. So um, I like the little. What do you think of that little intro I gave us? I like that. Um, yeah. I got a little caught up in like Starfields are one of those happy, moving Starfields are one of those happy places in my head. So if, yeah, I will just stare at it and go, hmm. mm-hmm. and forget what I'm doing entirely. Yeah, that's kind of what I why I picked it. Yeah. And a Starfield seems appropriate for us. And, um, you know, it's the same reason that I've tried all kinds of ASMR, and the ones that work best for me are either warp engines idling or bridge <clears throat> noise. Yeah. The one that works best on me is Enterprise D engine room night shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because a good Because there's, there's less beeping and doors in the background. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I can't do classic TOS bridge. It's too active. I can't do it as uh, relaxing ASMR, but I can do it as white noise that needs to distract my brain while I'm focusing on a task that, that I'm sitting at a computer for. Yes, that I can do. Absolutely. It, I think it bugs the shit out of the people around me, but... <laughs> I wouldn't bug me, you know. It, no, but n- <laughs> not everyone I work with is a Trekkie. Uh, well, then why do they work there? Not What's the point? Most of them are badged. So. 
our badge. we've had a we, yeah we've had a round of new hires that I haven't gotten you know those badges that I got from the oh that, yeah the Geek Dad on Etsy yeah yeah um, I actually nice. need to put in a new order with him because we have we've had a lot of new hires and and uh, changes in departments so nice also happy first contact day happy first contact day. Did you have uh, salmon? I we did not because we had already planned on having uh, leftover uh, vegetable pot pie. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, but, we didn't. Uh, eat I, yeah, I, I made it over the weekend. It was a new recipe, so it was really good. All all vegetables. You prepare it in a cast iron skillet. You use puff pastry as the, the topping. Oh yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I mean any pot pie is good pot pie. Honestly, this is true. Um, yes. I think I want to try this recipe again um, and use like. A, Pillsbury biscuits as mm. <laughs> the topping, right? It's like when I make a, like if I make like an apple pie, I will just roll out like the Pillsbury Cinnabon dough as my crust. Oh, yeah. That had not occurred to me before. That's not it, a bad idea. It's tasty. Okay. Well, next time I will invite you and Merrick over when I make one of my big meat pies because I'm kind of obsessed with making meat pies. Okay. That would be great. Yeah. What a weird invite. Come have meat pies with me. It's you. I'll add a little bit of priest. <laughs> Fair. Uh, no, like you, you inviting us over food is not unusual for you. It's not That's that true. weird. That's true. That's what I do. Speaking of first contact, Dave, that Starfield, I really wanted it. I really wanted to use the closing... Uh, first contact theme mm. but uh both twitch and youtube has their band hand strong they went uh, no that will get us sued yes so uh, attention twitch and youtube that music i did use i purchased and it is considered a fair use once you purchase it it is I swear to god it's mine same with the starfield i specifically went to a site that sells free use uh just video backgrounds and then I made the mix. So don't ban Good us. Job. Thanks. When will the Geek in the City Kitchen Geek in the Kitchen Cookbook come out? That's a I mean, good question. I, you know, I've talked about doing some kind of cookbook in the past. Uh, much like how, like ten years ago, I pitched a D and D cookbook to Wizards, and was told, like, this is never something we're going to do. But thanks for the offer. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As always, Aaron Duran is ten years ahead of the curb. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, all radio podcast dramas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I do think though, if we did a Geek in the City cookbook now, that would be f- like I feel like all three of us have interesting things to offer. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Huh. We'll huh. have to table that one. Huh. All right. That's a that might be a, a, a yeah, that's future plan discussion. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. How is um, how's your week been? Uh it has been very Tuesday. it has been very busy. I still can't say what's going on. A few things that are going on I can't talk about yet. Uh you know, you know like mm-hmm. all of them. Uh but today uh, I woke up to like amazing news that someone just sent me a direct message on that I had no idea about. What's that? 
Um, Season of the Bruja made Yahoo's top 10 comics to read in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it like, did. I'm up there with Kelly Sue DeConnick's Wonder Woman, Historia, and Saga, and it's freaking me out. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, the the time is right. Thanks. I know yeah. that this, for all kinds of reasons got uh, delayed. Yeah. I mean, but this might've worked considering that you're always ahead of the curve. This might've worked in your favor this time, (laughs) this time pop culture caught up to you and went, you know what? We would really like this. And you went here. Here I am. (laughs) This has been sitting in my brain for a decade, a decade. Oh, okay. Can we have more? I hope so. Um, I've been told issue one has done very well. Like, I'm hesitant to say anything else because I don't want, like, you know, my editor or publishers to be like, "Uh, dude, that's not true. So don't don't go saying that. Right. Um, (laughs) uh, What I will say is if you have not picked up issue one from your local shop and they have a copy, you should probably do that. Uh. For reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, if your local shop is out of issue one, there's also very possibly a reason for that. And that's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, things are, it's, things are actually incredibly stressful, but not, not in the worst ways. Like I'm exhausted, but for once it's not an exhaustion due to, like the world. I mean, the world is still there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's still adding to it, but I don't know. Good exhaustion has been nice for a change over these past two and a half years. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. Okay. Um, part of your and I's friendship uh, for over the decade that we've known each other. Um, one of the, the things that I have, uh, poked at you the most is always you are fantastic at promoting and and lifting up everyone else around you especially when they do something (laughs) creative and new and exciting and you are you're a fantastic hype man unless it comes to yourself sure and i am very proud of how you have been um, in the weeks leading up to this, and especially this past week, you have, it has not, like it hasn't become a total 180 where you're nothing but egotistical, but you are very proud of your achievements that you have yeah. put the work in for, and you are celebrating it. And I am so proud of you. <laughs> I am so proud that you have gotten to that phase and are doing that. And I, wanted to tell you that well thank you very much <laughs> i will refrain from getting too emotional even though it's like because jen has told me the same thing in the last couple of weeks she's yeah. basically said the exact same thing <laughs> so you and my wife think the same way actually I and a lot of people have been saying yeah, yeah. so i love you Aaron duran i'm oh. incredibly proud of you thank you 
that means a lot. Thank you. I'm just I'm very bad at taking any form of compliments. You're much better about it than you used to be. So take <laughs> the true. win, dude. Take the That's win. That's true. Usually by now I would be saying something very self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Ah! That wasn't me panic at, at self-deprecation jokes. It was so I've had this com- quick and I will whatever. I've had this computer for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. And I will still do a weird hand gesture and a whole window pops up and I'm like, where did you come from? What are you? And then I'll look it up later. It's like, it's the intuitive hand gesture that senses you're like, well, don't. It's freaking me out. What intuitive hand ge- with the surface? Yes. But I mean, apparently if my, <laughs> that's here we go. If my cursor is on. And then he disappeared. <laughs> and now I have to vamp all on my own. <laughs> Aaron, please come back. How was everyone else's week? <laughs> uh, well, hopefully he's going to be coming back soon here. Um, I will mention that on the show tonight that... Uh, he and I are going to talk about the first episode of Moon Knight and uh, kind of give our thoughts about the first episode and, and thoughts about where the show is going. Oh, good. You came back. <laughs> uh, why did my everything changed? What is good? Uh, thank you for proving my point, uh, self. <laughs> um. I just immediately went to, well, I hope he comes back. In the meantime, I'm going to tell everyone what we're doing on the show tonight. <laughs> So I don't know what my camera's doing. It got really bright all of a sudden. It, it did. Oh my god! What? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Don't uh, mess with the hand gestures on the surface. Okay, I won't. Apparently, I won't ever do that. That means we lost the whole chat again, didn't we? Ah, damn it. No, we didn't. Oh, just for me. Just (laughs) for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The last one I got was, I'm waiting to see the sun every fucking week. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know Norm's got to get those shots in there. I know. It wouldn't be be Norm if it wasn't Norm. I'm a professional broadcaster. Yes, you are. Anyway. Like I was saying, we were we were going to talk about uh, Moon Knight, first episode and first thoughts. We are going to skip uh, Avatar The Last Airbender this week and, and dive into season two when uh, Denise is back and can give uh, her thoughts as well. Yes. Um, we are instead, since it's first contact day, talk about the, the potential glory that is um, promised in the trailer and character teasers for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yes. As well as the teaser that dropped for Picard Season 3. Yeah, and I saw people post like, man, the ratings must be great on Season 2 if they're already announcing Season 3. And I was like, they announced they were filming 2 and 3 back-to-back. Yeah, they actually just finished filming 3. Yeah, like a few weeks ago, they wrapped season three. Mm-hmm. So that that's why there was news even before Picard had started this second season that there was a COVID sk- break. At, uh, like I think part of the crew and cast ended up with COVID, and they had to take a break. Yeah, um, because it's like why are 
why are they still filming? It's like, because they were filming season three, not season two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. But yeah, that and probably more of this bullshit. Probably more of, yes. Well, definitely more of this. Bullshit. I was about to make another like hand gesture comment that was going to tie in not to do with Star Trek. I just read an article, um, from, uh, I read an interview of Ewan McGregor because he's kind of in Obi-Wan promo mode right now. Mm-hmm. And he admitted that he has never stopped doing this when he comes, when he, or doing this when he comes to automatic doors. <laughs> he's like, I can't. I've, I've heard that. He's like, I can't help it. <laughs> and he, help he said something like, he's like, when you get the timing right, it's mm, magic. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That makes me happy to know. And like his teenage daughters are like, Dad, stop. Or- they're, they're like preteens, mid-teens. I don't know. Yeah, I know he has daughters, and that uh, he was. Uh, there's a clip of him talking about uh, he had picked his kids up from school, and someone cut them off, and he went road rage and raced after them. He says it's like you know because they they give children driver's licenses in Hollywood. It's insane. Um, <laughs> But he pulls up along this car and it's got these teenagers driving and he's like yelling at them and ah, what the fuck is wrong with you and blah blah and they they like blanch and then they're looking at him going dude is that obi-wan kenobi <laughs> <laughs> it would be weird You're, to have obi-wan yelling at you obi-wan kenobi just cussed me out i don't know how i feel about this you should feel bad about your life choices because Obi-Wan Kenobi has just cussed you out. That's true. But this is a Scottish Obi-Wan Kenobi. So you know that cuss out was proper and sharp yes. and full of mm-hmm. very colorful language. Yep. And words that you didn't realize were curse words until yes. suddenly they're curse words yeah. because a Scotsman said them. Right. I want to find out. I bet you he still did because I'm assuming eventually, spoilers in the Obi-Wan show, he's going to use a lightsaber. Uh <laughs> I want to know if he still had to correct himself to not go vroom, vroom when he was using it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably a little bit. Yeah. Like Laura Dern going pew pew. I just love that in the in the closed caption of The Last Jedi, they just put in pew pew. Like, they, they just put it in. That's pretty great. Yeah. So what do you want to tackle first? Do you want to tackle Star Trek or Moon Knight? Let's go ahead and jump right into Star Trek. Screw it. We're kind okay. of in that mood anyway. So do we want to do the Picard season three? Since that's kind of the most fresh. We just saw it. Like we both rewatched it. Yeah. And it's got the the least amount to really talk about it. It's more of a, it's like, oh, this is going to be exciting. Oh. Right. Um, yeah. So like Cable said, they announced basically the teaser for season three, which we knew was coming. But the big deal is that all of the TNG regulars are are back. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, one one last, well, as they say, hey, one last road trip, as as Riker said in the teaser. Yep. And then I, I couldn't tell. Are those lines from this, I was trying to remember in my head if those were repurposed lines from the various shows. And it didn't seem like it. I don't think it was. I think it it definitely sounded like um, reasonable responses from all of those particular characters should, if Jean-Luc Picard suddenly showed up on their door and said, Hey, so there's this thing. (laughs) Right. 
That's exactly how each of those characters would have responded to like, <coughs> oh, yeah, Sorry. okay. Yeah, because like I even went back and watched a few clips from All Good Things because when they had older Jordy, I remember him saying some lines, you know, talking about the good old days and stuff. I said, no, none of those are the whole like we really did used to just jump into it, didn't we? That line essentially. And it's it's not it's not in All Good Things. No, that's, that seems like it's a, a very new line. Yeah. Uh, same with Worf's line. It's very Klingon, but it's like, I don't think I've ever heard you say that. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm super pumped for it. I mean, it's just... yeah, it's, it, it's everyone. It's, it's the Magnificent Seven. Uh, it's, you know, uh, Stuart, Frakes, uh, Sirtis, McFadden, Burton, Dorn, and Spiner. Spiner. Which again, I'm like, oh, okay. Which Sung relative are you playing? Well, B4 is still out there, right? Um, B4 was dismantled. But he still exists, is what I mean. Yes. But so, somehow I don't I don't see Spiner putting on data drag one more time. Yeah, so you think it's well there's still the Sung in wait, did he die at the end of season one of Picard? No, he didn't. He was still alive. So so there's that one. He's still on the, the planet of the androids. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, um on a, Brad said on a slab in Okinawa. Is that where they put him? Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's where the facility was that oh. uh, Dr. Girardi was working at. Right. Girardi and uh Maddox. Mm-hmm. Um okay. So I am wondering there's uh, okay, so the teaser opens with the music from First Contact, which totally makes sense. The trailer is First Contact Day. And is, you know, also regarded as the best TNG movie. Um so it's it's the most entertaining. Well, I mean, yeah, it's probably the best. It oh, is. God damn it. Gestures. Don't, I mean, you know what? I'm just keeping my hands away from my keyboard. Jeez. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the best one out of the TNG stuff. It is. Yeah, it is. I'm, yeah. I, in my head, I was like, am I going to try to? No, it's the one you watch the most. It's the best one. Okay. And also the teaser came out on you know, first contact day. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, and then it ends with the Jerry Goldsmith theme, which again, makes sense. That's the TNG theme. But in the middle, right when Spiner begins to talk, the music shifts to essentially Spock's resurrection moment in search for Spock. That then huh. when the camera then pans away as he's saying hello to everybody at the end. And he goes like, Jim, your name is Jim. And they all crowd him and happy and the camera pulls back and then you get the shot of Vulcan and the bird of prey. And it says the human adventure is only beginning. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't think that was an accident of that musical choice. Hmm. Like why not use only TNG era music? Like, I feel like that was a narrative choice done by people cutting that teaser. Thoughts. I think that is a, like I feel like that that falls into the the valley. It's very much a 
it could certainly be that, and it could certainly be that you're reading too much into it. Oh yeah, no, like, and I will like I it could that could easily go either way. Um, yeah. Huh. 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 All right. Yeah, like Indigo said in the chat, they have so much to choose from that feels like a deliberate choice. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely puts more credence in your theory. That's for damn sure. That it's B four. Which I actually, you're, I actually would rather it not be B four. Um. God, could it? What happened to Lord at the end of Descent? Was he just disassembled again? He was just beamed into space as parts, right? I don't really remember. I don't think that he survived, but, but yeah. Um, like you're caught up on where season two of Picard is at, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Um, given that that episode also reintroduced us to another member of the Sung family. God, so that family just gets around, man. Like I, I had a coworker ask me, it's like, so why is it that uh, this, you know, ancestor of Sung's, the creator of data, it's like, why does their daughter look exactly like, or why does this um, data's daughter look like this ancestor of Sung's daughter is like, that seems really weird. I'm like, well, I, I mean, the practical answer is, is that actress is under contract and needed something to do this season. So who, what else is she going to do? <laughs> it's like, Oh, Oh yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, that's right. It's like, but putting that aside within the universe, I get the, like all the songs have ever done are manipulate with things that they're not supposed to. And right. I like there is some programmed ancestral memory going on. Right. So somewhere in Data's head, he made Soji and Dahl look like this daughter of great granddaddy Sung. Right. And I like that, like, the Sungs all the way up until. You got to assume after Enterprise. Like, the future was genetics. And eventually they're like, you know what? Our family's been doing this for about 200 years. Let's go to robots. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I it's like still, also... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's still really weird to think about the fact that First Contact Day is 41 <clears throat> years from now. I know. I want to hang on long enough to take a trip to Bozeman, Montana then. You'll be in your 80s. I'll be in my 90s. Let's do it. It can be done. Yeah. Uh, what's I going to say? It just went blank. Mm. Uh, oh, I also like how season two of Picard, they haven't openly acknowledged it. I think some of the writers have mentioned it, of how they're not ignoring the eugenics wars. They're like, the world is this way because of the eugenics wars. Yeah. Yeah, all these would be you know, superhuman warlords through the world into what we have now kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They've been very smart about how they've crafted. It's like, it wasn't wars the way that 
we thought they were going to be in the 60s, but right. Like all of these things have still kind of happened. Yeah. Also, I looked up Lore was disassembled. He was shot by Data and then disassembled. Okay. At the Thank end you. of Descent. It's implied that he does die, but whatever. Sure. There's Look still up- parts there somewhere. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I I think my favorite little bit of the season two of uh, Picard so far has been like with the introduction of the the Watcher character mm-hmm. in episode four and then fleshing it out in episode five. I'm like, this is you've you've ventured into Gary Seven territory, didn't you? And sure as yep. shit, yep. It's like, oh, okay, you're a Gary I, Seven. I had suspicions, and then not last week, but the week before when she takes him through that door. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, that's a Gary seven. That's a, and then the last episode, they just flat out acknowledge it. They're like, Kirk's yep. enterprise encountered someone named Gary seven that did this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I like it. Um, I mean, uh, all the, every, all the trappings were there too, like coming through a safe door. <laughs> yep. And, the entire apartment is decked out in mid-century modern furniture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yep. Where's Terry yeah. Garth? Oh, man. If only. Uh, I also like, was it last episode? Yeah, last episode, episode had Leah Thompson in it. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. And sitting next to her, the character's last name was Roshenko. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. I missed that completely. Yep. I'm like... Hey, look, it's uh, an ancestor of uh, uh, Worf's yeah. foster parents. That's, I, you know, I don't. That's, yeah. again, more telling. And I, and I don't think season two is going to have a clean ending. It's going to have. No. I think it it's going to have. It doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that way at all. Um, but I'm still super excited. I'm so jazzed for it. Um, yeah. Uh, I especially like where they're going with um, this current iteration of the Borg Queen and Agnes Gerardi. Yeah, man. I mean, there's no way the Borg Queen's dead from a shotgun blast. No. They might have shut her down for a little bit, but you give her some juice and those, you know, nanobots inside are going to go. And that's the sound they make. Like, this is certainly lending itself to be, oh, so Agnes is going to be the Borg Queen at the end of this season. Sure is feeling that way. Which means that's why the face was shielded in the that's opening. Agnes. Yeah, that's yeah. Agnes. That's not... Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yep, this is going <clears> to <throat> get weird. It's going to get so weird. I'm so down for it. It's so great. Um... I That's actually see... more than we were going to talk about about Picard. Sorry. Well, let's go back to it really quick. That's fine because I saw a few people. In fact, Wesley or Wesley Will Wheaton was trending. Part of it was, I guess, he talked about how when he first met Shatner, he said Shatner was mean to him. At whatever, I mean, he might have been. And you know, they asked Shatner about that, and he's like, "Honestly, don't remember," which is probably true. They would have met during filming of Generations. And that was however many decades ago, like. Mm-hmm. Shatner's like 92 years old. Quit asking him to remember shit that happened 20 plus years ago. Yep. And, you know, he was probably just short and curt with Will Wheaton. Not, sure. Yeah. It's like, okay, come on. Stop it. 
Um, but the main complaint is everyone's like, how come there's no, you know, Will Wheaton in that cast list? Um, and I have some thoughts on it. A, he wasn't a seven season regular, you know, um, and also like, I never, I know it's a cut, it's a deleted scene from Nemesis. I never liked the idea that Wesley went back to Starfleet. Yeah, that never made any sense. Yeah, like they had finally built his arc where he was done because everyone expected him to join Starfleet because he revered his father, he revered Picard. Um, you know, his Beverly just assumed that's what her son would do because she would say, like, you remind me of Jack, you remind me of your dad. So Wesley, as a character when he's young, has this enormous weight of legacy on him without him making his own choice. Mm-hmm. There's even that episode where he's like, I, I you know, I, I joined, I guess I joined the Academy because I'm supposed to. So when he's offered a chance to go with a traveler, I thought that was a much better resolution and, you know, new beginning for the character. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, I don't want to see Wes. If, if he shows up, great. But I don't want it to be like, you know, Captain Wesley Cusher. All right, Jean-Luc, let's take the gang out for one. Like, I don't want that. And I feel like that's a betrayal of the character. I think that if Will Wheaton does show up in Picard season three, which I'm 100% on board for, like, I, yeah, I really appreciate the work that Will Wheaton has put into, um, for Paramount, for the ready room and for promoting Star Trek. Uh, he's become the, the perfect, um, after show host for getting to the root of what, what Trek is doing. Um, I would love to see him show up at like return as someone who's been a traveler. Yeah. Who's beyond uh, what they normally understand now. It's like, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. That that I would love. As a counter to Q, who's always been adversarial, have Wesley come back as uh, a semi-omnipotent being. It's like, Oh no, I'm on your side <laughs> all yeah. the time. I mean, I, I have always been on your side. <laughs> yeah. And Ida just pointed out in the chat, Will Wheaton has also said that, that Wesley stayed with the traveler. Mm-hmm. Um, so my gut tells me he's actually in, cause like you said, cable, he's doing all this stuff with Paramount plus. So it's not like there's bad blood. <laughs> no, no, yeah. there's not. And the people, the folks right now who are currently writing Trek, regardless of what some haters say, these are people who grew up with Trek and they adore it. Mm-hmm. But they also want to do right by telling, you know, good narratives and stuff. So they found that balance. It's unfathomable for me to think this entire writer's room as they're deciding to do bring the gang back for season three that no one thought about Wesley. It's just not. Yep. Whereas um, Indigo mentioned um, Denise Crosby, right? Like I'm sure they've found they'll find a way. Yeah, and if then she, Jeffrey Coombs just because Jeffrey Coombs appears in every. It's not Star Trek without Jeffrey Coombs. That's right. So that's why I'm surprised we haven't seen him yet in Discovery. I, I think they, they they've got to come up with a new um, 
alien how long for do, him to do it. How long do Andorians live? Do you know? Um, they they top out at like a hundred and ten. Okay, so that's not possible. No. I was like, could you get an old ass Shran making an appearance in Strange New Worlds? But that's still a hundred years after Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Um, I just love the idea of like every time there's a pink skin sitting in an Enterprise, chaos is gonna follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't it... I don't know that he's ever gonna top um uh Shran. No, his Shran's the best. Yep. And I'll uh, going back to Wesley really quick. Yeah, Indigo mentioned it's entirely possible if you wanted to for Wesley to show up in Discovery mm-hmm. as as the Traveler. Like yep. it, it, it's like that's the beauty of what happened to his character. He can show up anywhere, um, even if we make the assumption that the Traveler can't go back in time. All right, let's make that assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fine. So he can't appear in anything before season seven of TNG. All right. Fine. Um, there's lots for him to still show up in. There's a lot of stuff for him to do. Yeah, for sure. Good. Uh, so, like all, all bets are off uh, as far as who's going to show up as what, when it comes to lower decks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, my gut tells me, Will Wheaton is in season three, but they're hiding that. Sure. I would. Because it's a potential plot point. Yep. I I would hide it. Yeah. I would make that a 100% Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) So, yeah, that's those are thoughts on that Picard teaser, man. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I think so. But talk about fun. Fucking strange new worlds. Man. I am so there for all of this. I, I think what fascinates me the most about the, this most recent trailer and then all of the um, the character um, teasers, mm-hmm. and if you haven't watched them, listeners, I definitely, uh, viewers, listeners, you know, yeah, um, head to Paramount Plus's uh, YouTube channel, watch the trailer, and then watch each and every one of these individual character moments because it it gives you just a sample of what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Out of each of these characters. Um, and it's fantastic. Like, it's... There are new characters that people are going to love. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get some backstory about... <clears throat> characters that we've known for years. But have had very little about. Like, I'm so... I'm so excited for more about um, Christine Chapel and Dr. Mc, Dr. McBenga. McBenga, yeah. Fuck. Fuck that! That's going to be so great. Um, and then... <laughs> when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I was such a dork for Doctor Mimbenga, no matter how smart his thing was or small his role. That I wonder if I still have it back at my mom's place. In like, my mom kept a lot of my really weird, random writings and drawings. Mm-hmm. I wrote up, designed ship history, the whole thing. Uh, the Mbenka class medical frigate that I in, that in my timeline is introduced during the Lost Era or during the TOS movie era. At, yeah, that's such a dork for it. <laughs> yep, that, that sounds like you. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but everything like 
the the trailer just looks so dynamic and it looks like like it has that feel of original series as mm-hmm. if it's like if the original series were produced today with our technology so it's right. like yeah it feels just like that with just a sousson of the kelvin timeline just a little bit just a little bit like when Pike shows up in that uniform that I'm like, that's a patterned sleeve, mm-hmm. but it's not the arrowhead. It's specifically the command star yeah. that goes inside the insignia. That's better. I like that better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think everything's gotten bigger. Mm-hmm. Like the enterprise is bigger. Yep. Which is one of the things I was really grateful for the Kelvin universe to do that as as big as the ship scene it's as big as it's listed in tos you know canon or whatever in my mind because that's about the size of a well no enterprise d is about the size of a modern u.s aircraft carrier and that's Mm -hmm. big but in my mind man these starships are massive yeah they're huge yeah, uh, like you see that in like there's a, a beauty shot of the this Enterprise going by. It's like those are Kelvin nacelles. Those are Kelvin style nacelles. A little bit, and and you still got I, this. You know, I love it. Like I I think that this iteration of the ship is just as gorgeous as any iteration that I've seen of the Enterprise before. I love them all. I love them all, but. When we first saw it at the end of Discovery season two, I was I was immediately in love. I was like, "That's my favorite design mm-hmm. of the Enterprise I've ever seen." It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's the perfect balance of both of them. Um, Anson Mount is still nailing this character in a way that it's like I never thought that I wanted the Captain Pike TV show. It's like now this is all I want is a Captain Pike TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, like just, just that aside joke of him going, I love this job. It's so good. It's like, yep, that's you. Yeah. The only thing that potentially bums me out is we know eventually we're going to get to a Pike who's just like fucking done with it. We're going to get to a, the cage Pike eventually. This is post the cage Pike. This is post the cage. Never mind. So he yep. is. He has this is him getting his second wind. Right. Uh, that's true. I totally spaced on that. Yeah. Right. Oh, on the... I don't know if you hear the voice in the official full trailer, but that initial Strange New Worlds teaser, mm-hmm. when you hear that, where Pike is riding horses mm-hmm. as a shuttlecraft flies over him, I always love it when Trek does that, when it mixes the arc, you know, the, the, the old form with the new. I always love it when Trek does that shit. Um, and saying like, you know, Chris, you know, we need you back kind of thing. Like we need you. I, I am wondering if that's Robert April. Oh, that'd be interesting. Cause he's Canon now, Robert April. Well, he would have been Canon cause the animated series is Canon. So Robert April is canonically the first captain of the enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'd probably be like Admiral Robert April now or something like that. Probably. Yeah, that would be interesting. Or another super nerdy shout out. It could be maybe not Admiral yet. Maybe 
a Commodore. Uh, it could be Nogura. He's only mentioned once in the motion picture. Um, when Kirk is, Kirk is talking to this, well, remember when first Kirk shows up in the motion picture, he's like, I have a meeting with Admiral Nagura that's only going to take five minutes. And then when he's on the shuttle pod with Scotty going to the Enterprise and he tells Scotty, you know, they gave her back to me, Scotty. And he, and Scotty's all gave her back, sir. I doubt it was that easy with Nagura. And Kirk's like, good night. <laughs> I don't know. In my head, we never see him. We never hear his voice. But that's one of those dumb characters. Not dumb. One of those characters that I have built such a mythology around of this hard ass. I'm tired of your BS. Mm-hmm. Starfleet Admiral. And it's it's Admiral Nagura. Like, I'm not putting up with your BS. All right. Yeah, that would that would be a deep cut. Yes, it would. But yeah. but would be fun. Yeah. Uh I mentioned this to you before the show, and I'll, I'll mention it again on air. It's like I, I after those uh, those little character teasers, I one hundred percent have a crush on Lieutenant Ortega's the helm officer of the USS Brest. Uh Yes, um, you know what? I can already hear being if you listen to the show being okay, guys. Okay, reel it in. It's it. That, like, I don't. Maybe I have a thing for the pilots of star starships. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Except Tom Paris. No, yeah, no one's. No one likes Tom. Well, that's not fair, but. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I her... like Mayweather. I like yeah. Mayweather, uh, Sulu, um, both Sulus. Um, their helm officer for Deep Space Nine was Dax. Was Dax yep. for the Defiant? Uh, which TNG kind of had a rotating helm because um, Data was essentially ops navigator. Yes, that's the that, that's the thing that confuses people the most. Data's station was ops. Yeah. Um. The pilot of the ship was always the person to uh, his right. Right. Um, and most often it was Wesley. In the first few seasons, yeah, it was Wesley. It was for but, a lot of seasons. Well, like, how long? It, yeah. He was on there for six seasons. I guess so. And, I always forget. <laughs> and they moved him into acting ensign in like season two. And That's so true. he started piloting the ship from season two on. Yeah. So it was always him or um, a handful of extras that they would move through. Right. Whenever Riker, Riker, whenever Riker or Picard didn't have to be like, let me take this one. Mm-hmm. But that was usually when the ship was literally in danger. And yeah. So, yeah. Paris, Paris was, Paris is fine. Like, I like Robert um, Duncan McNeil, don't get me wrong. Like, Paris is who he is, but, it, like, he he definitely had that certain, that level of cockiness that seems to be prevalent in Starfleet pilots. Like, in all pilots, really, you have to have that level of cockiness. Um, but it's yes. definitely been one of my favorite things about Discovery is fucking Detmer. Detmer. 
God damn Detmer. Oh man. When I thought they were like, I didn't honestly believe they were going to kill her <laughs> in that finale. I didn't think that was going to happen, but there was that tiny little voice in my mind. Like, but what if they kill her? <laughs> and they brought it right up to the line. I was like, mm-hmm. Holy shit. Are they going to kill off Detmer in this? Yeah. If, if they had done that, uh, Joanne Owasakun would have torn that ship apart. Yeah. She would have single-handedly fought the 10C. Right. Or had to <laughs> come out swinging. Looked at it, you know, look at, you know, the, the captain and be like, sorry, I know books your man, but, uh, he's got an ass whooping coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we all know she can fight. Yep. Yeah, she um, can. Boy, that episode. I was not expect to see her that ripped. I was like, oh, geez. Yep. And then Rios. Rios is a f- great pilot as well. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. I think maybe I just uh, dig like the, the pilots of Star Trek. It's the bravado. And um, <laughs> speaking of which, fucking Lieutenant Ortega's got a little bit of that Zorro blood. She does. I, it's pretty like, awesome. One of my favorite things in that teaser is... Uh, She's she gets a sword fight. Like I yeah. don't even know who you are yet as a character, and you're sword fighting, and getting back up from uh, number one with a bow and arrow. It's like, wait, is is there is there a D and D episode of Star Trek? Because I will lose my mind. Oh man, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't say such things. That's okay, but hear me out. That's no, I... not unplausible considering how many. Actors on Star Trek play D and D, and I happen to know a fact: how many of the writers do also? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Enterprise is going to run into the Radiant Citadel. <laughs> awesome. Fuck, I'd that'd write that crossover. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Yeah, I'll do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, the one that I am most curious about is Lon Noonien Singh. Yeah, That's the one where I'm like, what is going she, on? She's the one that we still get the least about, even with her teaser. It's like, yep, nope, you're security officer. There, yep. And Chapel makes a comment about rewriting your DNA. I still don't know who you are. <laughs> right, because like if she's <sighs> If she's at all, if she's an alt at all, she can't be in Starfleet because of the ban. Right. Um. Not oh, not be. She she has to get knock it caught because obviously Bashir is an alt. Yes. I'm super curious about her. Um, I'm sure that she will be a mystery that will not be solved in that first season either. No, I don't think so either at all. Um, but one thing I keep, man, the thing I keep running into with her is, um, boy, does she look like a lot. And before I get hit with your saying that all Asians look alike, this is not what I mean. Uh, she looks a lot like drummer from the expanse because they are even doing her hair in a similar fashion i don't know who this is i'm gonna pull up a, a thing it's kara g is the actress's name 
in civilian clothes, they do not look alike. But in basically in uniforms, like hairstyle, it looks really close to me. What's the character's name? Uh, Drummer. Drummer. Yeah. Draper. Yeah, Kara G is the actress. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not wrong. Yeah, no, I was like, am I being weird? Like, no, that... It looks pretty close. This would be... This would be a case where you could easily confuse your agents. Yes. Yeah, because it's very... It's even very similar makeup uh, Mm -hmm. with, like, the eyeshadow and the eyeliner. Now, I did notice that... um, uh, Lon has longer hair. You just rarely see it. Well, because you've got to keep it in uh, regulation, you know, ponytail. That's true. Can't be down, although that apparently doesn't apply to number one. I'm getting the impression that number... and Well, it's not even impression. It's very much implied in the few times we saw her. When we saw her in the TOS original pilot and then also in Discovery Season 2, no one really tells Una what to do. And Pike no. kind of gives her a wide berth of like, you know, she she's a little rough around the regulations, but you know, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he even her, yeah. Also, she, she does whatever she wants. Or she doesn't do whatever she wants. She already knows what her job is. Everyone else is catching up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm excited. For Cadet Uhura. I think that's cool. I do, too. I think that's going to be a nice, uh, a very different version of her than we are used to. Mm-hmm. It'll be neat to see an Uhura that is still have that, like, oh, my God, I'm on a starship. Not that mm-hmm. Nichelle Nichols' portrayal didn't have a sense of wonder. But I think a really smart way that Nichelle Nichols played Lieutenant Uhura is that she is she is an officer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, like nothing's going to make her go, ooh, that's just not who she is. She has been in Starfleet for well over a decade. She knows her job better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're you're not going to get her all googly eyed. This we're gonna get young, like oh my god, I'm in space, Uhura. Yep, which is cool. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, there's there's a reason that I I believe this is the ranking order. Um, like who gets the con passed off to them is uh, like from Kurt to Spock to Scotty, then to Uhura, and then to Sulu. Like both Asu- Sulu and Uhura are lieutenants, but. Uhura has seniority on him. Yeah. So if they, like, if Kirk, Spock, and Scotty are off the ship, she she gets the con. Yeah, they they rarely did it on the show, but she does technically outrank Sulu. Mm-hmm. They're the same rank, but I think she has seniority on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's one of those things where the producers of TOS got tired. They were like, we can't win every fight. No. like it, it... I'm sure that it was still as like, you know, it's still pissing off middle America that we've got an Asian man taking command when, or they would have Scotty come up. 
which was always weird. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you take your chief engineer away? Especially because if your first office works. <laughs> I know. But if your first officer and your captain are beaming down to a plan and there's potential emergency that could happen to the ship, you should probably leave your chief engineer where he can do the most good, you know, Fuck yes. en- engine room. Yep. <laughs> um, and then what is the... I'm trying to remember what is the name of the new and speaking of chief engineers. Hammer. Hammer, yeah. Hammer the Anar. Yeah. That's so cool. Which is a great return and uh, again shout out to Enterprise uh, as a show to to bring in a character that uh that is also part of the Andorians but mm-hmm. not exactly. So I think that's really cool. It did well, get pointed out to me that there there's another character that is um, original series, and that is the character of Chief Kyle. He's a chief petty officer. Yep. Except he has now been cast. Um, um, they've hired an Asian actor to play him. Oh, okay. So. Huh. Uh, yeah, and Kyle survives all the way up into the movies. Mm-hmm. Because he's in, well, Kyle's serving with Sulu on the Excelsior, I think. In, in, in Star Trek Six, I think Kyle's in that. Is and he? I think they got the same actor like every time. Like the guy who's played Kyle is, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I like that we get a nurse chapel. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think we're going to get... Uh... A very interesting take on Christine Chapel with this. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm fascinated to see where this is gonna go. I, I hope she is less, no pun intended, piney for Spock in this. We've already seen they get close, but I don't yeah, that doesn't seem to be how this is being portrayed. Right. Just from that character teaser. Right. Um Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, I'm I'm super jazzed for Strange New Worlds. Like this is this has taken all my boxes, and I love that every single members of the cast are so pumped. Like it doesn't feel like they're treating this like a job. They know what this means mm-hmm. culturally and even personally. Like Anson Mount, when he tweeted his own character poster, he's like, "If you could tell twelve year old me <laughs> that I'm doing this, like he would lose his mind," you know. So. Uh, yeah, as Brad I, said, Chapel has a bit more of a strut now. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And and uh, like, I know uh, Rebecca Romaine has talked a lot about the fact she's like, I'm I'm on Star Trek. It's like I, I I'm on Star Trek, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I'm playing this character. This is amazing. So. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, the other reason I kind of like um. Hemmer so much also mm-hmm. is uh, first off, it lets you know that eventually the Andorians and the ANR come to a new understanding, mm-hmm. which is cool. And also, I know it's still the most belittled of the series, but um, boy, do the new shows go out of their way to give Enterprise some love. They really do. Yeah, and, they're and like, it was no one. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it wasn't really treated very fairly. Yes, it had its issues especially the first two seasons, but you know, it, it suffered the same thing that, 
that Voyager suffered from, which <clears throat> was studio involvement. Yeah. And and then it, on top of that, it it was it debuted um two weeks after nine eleven happened. Yeah. The, that, that the that World Trade help. Tower attack happened. So like both that and um Smallville. Like I think the trajectories of those shows would have been different had there not been a national tragedy. <laughs> right. Yeah. You look befuddled. Oh, our actual app says we've dropped to like zero chat, but Twitch is like not that. It's like way more. I don't know. It's being weird. Okay. That's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm super pumped for it. It's going to be great. As uh, am I. Really quick, before we take a break and move on to Mood Night, I just thought of something else. Strange New Worlds could conceivably have uh, Paul make an appearance. As a guest, as a guest cameo, I would lose my mind. I know there's no reason why to pull. I mean, yeah, there is a reason why they don't have a story for her. But in terms of timeline and age, to Paul is what like two? She'd be like 250, 200 around. Strange so world. If like I can't complain too much about. Um, I wish they hadn't made Michael Burnham the foster daughter of uh, Sarah and Amanda mm-hmm. um, and this whole foster brother thing with Spock because if they hadn't done that we wouldn't have gotten Strange New Worlds but at the, yeah, time, that's true. At the time season one I'm like yeah I get you use Sarek because he's a recognizable name but why why wasn't this to Paul? Right. Why was the foster parent of Michael Burnham not to Paul? Because that would have been amazing. Yeah. So if they can bring to Paul in this any point in uh Strange New Worlds, I'm a hundred percent for it. Yeah, she I think is, that'd be great. I I still Spock notwithstanding, she's my favorite Vulcan in all of Star Trek. Yeah, especially once Jolene Blaylock was given more control of her own character. Oh, Jesus. If she had just been allowed to run from the get-go and do exactly what she wanted to do, that show would have been a different show in the first place. So, yeah. Because she, she, she grew up a Trekkie. Nice. Um, okay, one more really quick. I'm sorry, I'm bouncing around on character pages and I'm looking at the Mbega mm-hmm. page again. There's a quick shot in his trailer where it sure looks like this version of the Enterprise, he also has transporter controls. Hmm. Which would make sense during emergencies and also I have to get this the fuck off the ship now. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs> Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. All right. Well, now we can officially take, take a, break, a break. And we'll come back with Moon Knight. All right. And this is where we are going to be taking a break to talk about our sponsors. First up, we have Guardian Games. They have been our longest sponsor ever, which is fantastic. Check them out at 345 Southeast Taylor Street in 
Portland, Oregon. Um, they got a couple things that are cool. First off, uh, we interviewed uh, the creator behind Coyote and Crow and um, the the all the indigenous RPG created by indigenous creators, art, the whole shebang. Uh, Guardian Games has now got in their retail copies. Uh, I received my hardback copy a couple like, couple weeks ago, and it is fantastic. Uh, if you are the olds. <laughs> Uh, role-playing gamer. Boy, I said that wrong. Uh, one of the best things about Coyote Crow, and I keep talking about this, is the large print. That is really cool. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Guardian Games now has their copies. I highly recommend it. Check it out. Uh, they are also, remember, kicking off D&D Summer Camp, uh, Kid Summer Camp for 2022. It is always a great time, so if your kid is maybe interested in playing some D&D with some other kids and whatnot, get on down to Guardian Games and find out how you can sign up. They are, as we can tell, bringing back in-store gaming in a safer environment, so check it out. Check out all the amazing games that are there. Ooh, I gotta remember to turn off my phone. Be sure to check out all the amazing games at Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. And when you're there, thank them for sponsoring Geek in the City Radio. And then before we get back to the show, we have to thank Bridge City Comics for sponsoring this very fine podcast. Um, so Bridge City Comics is re- just recently celebrated its 17th anniversary. Michael has been bringing you the great four-color comics for 17 years. Check them out. 3725 North Mississippi Avenue and find out just why they are going on 17 years and counting. Bridge City Comics is one of the greatest comic book shops in the city. They have everything you're looking for. Um, They even have like a small used graphic novel section. I always think that's a great way to try something out if you aren't sure about it. Check out the used section. You may find some, you know, you may find some gems there and stuff. Also check out their all ages section. Um, You know, all ages and young reader graphic novels or singer issues with a spinner rack and that's awesome. You can find it all at Bridge City Comics, 3725 North Mississippi. And when you're there, thank them for being a sponsor of Geek in the City Radio. Welcome back. Those are some good commercials. The magic of the internet. Internet editing. (laughs) Oh, goddammit, homicidal fire cow. Sometimes he pushes it. (laughs) Sometimes, okay. <laughs> uh, so Moon Knight, uh, that's a weird ass show. Um, so I was talking about this with uh, with our, our friend Matthew, uh, mm-hmm. and you and I have had the same discussion where it's there are two camps of Moon Knight, and there are people who know nothing about Moon Knight to I have a passing interest in Moon Knight to um, I've read some Moon Knight comics, you know, that, that, that covers a, a wide range. And then there are fans of fucking Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not in this camp. I'm, I'm over not here. here. I, yeah. I'm on that spectrum. And so I, I, I can watch this and like, yeah, this is, this is as weird as I expected. Yeah. Man, it's great. Yeah. I love it. It's just, it, yeah, it's fantastic, and it's so weird, and I kind of love all of it. I, I um, think, I, I think one of my favorite bits of acting that, um, why am I blanking on his name? I've got the page open. Uh, um, Oscar Isaacs. Oscar Isaacs. Thank you. Yes. Um, 
is in the village when he's trying to give them the artifact and the other personality keeps Honshu? fighting him. Yep. Fucking F. Murray Abraham. Oh, man. That was not the voice I was expecting out of Khonshu. Me, me or the, the attitude. No. It's great. It's um, like, just go back to sleep, idiot. Like, yeah. I, wow. Someone, re- someone reviewed it at there. Someone reviewed it at this is what happens when Venom gets a better writer. And I unabashedly love both Venom movies, by the way, but this is okay. handled much better. That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, I, I, I just, I enjoyed everything that they did. I loved all the little notes. Um, I definitely feel bad for Stephen Grant. He's not firing all on all thrusters, and no, he, he's he's not. I don't. I wouldn't even call him great at his job. He just he just really wants to be. He wants to be a docent. That's all. That's his grand ambition in life. Yeah, is to be a museum docent, and he's just stuck working in the gift shop. Right. Um, when it comes to the Moon Knight stuff, though, I'm actually pretty impressed with how Disney handles the violence. Because one thing, if if you don't know the Moon Knight comics, y'all, Moon Knight is brutal. Mm-hmm. Like he's savage when he goes to town on somebody it's nasty and i like how they're able to kind of hide that i like the fact that like a demon dog is terrified once it stops being steven and it becomes new moon knight and like this demon's trying to scratch its way out like and then warner brother style gets pulled right back into a fight Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool uh, I appreciate the fact that now, like having seen that scene in the trailer and not really knowing what Moon Knight was beating on, I'm glad it wasn't a human. <laughs> yes, although I think we might get that. I'm sure um, we will. I'm sure it's coming. But I, I was, I was pleased that it was some sort of demon um, jackal. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <sighs> yeah, Damn it, Kevin. Um. I know I saw that too. Yep, yep. Uh I I appreciated Ethan Hawk for I I don't I don't know if he's doing this on purpose or this is just the way age has worked on him, but I I almost felt like he was doing a young Nick Nolte. <laughs> I could see a little bit of that. Yeah. That's possible. I think it's just in his, as he's aged, he starts looking like Nick Nolte did when Nick Nolte was that age. <laughs> right. Because um, Ethan Hawke is, what, 40? He's in his no. early 50s at this point, right? He might be older than that. Um, is he? I don't know. Oh, you're, he's 51. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's, yeah, he's uh, a year older than I am. I mean, I think they're intentionally making him a little bit older looking here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of giving him the unkept long hair and all that stuff. I mean, he's not as old as, not as, old as he looked in uh, The Good Lord Bird, where he played John Brown, where he was fantastic. But I still need uh, to watch that one. So good. Yeah, Nick Nolte was born in 1941. Okay. So. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I also love that poor Steven still has a flip phone. That cracks me up. Yeah, all of these characters, like, 
we haven't really met Mark yet, which I appreciate. Right. Like, and my familiarity with, with Moon Knight is definitely the more modern take where schizophrenia is part of this. And, uh, but I've only ever known Mark Spector. I've never heard of the Stephen Grant character. And like when I was said, when I was talking to Matthew about it, he's like his introduction to Moon Knight was, he was Stephen Grant. And then mm-hmm. Mark Spector came along and it really, it's like, what's going on? <laughs> so. Right. He's, um, he's holding off watching the show. He's like, I want three episodes to drop and then I'm going to watch mm-hmm. three of them all at once. That totally makes sense for sure. Um, wait, I didn't know. Bex, there was a QR code in the episode that led to a free comic to read. Shit, I have to rewatch it. I didn't know that. Unless it was in the credits or something. I I don't remember that either. Huh. Oh, really quick. Speaking of little hidden gems, everybody who's seen the last episode of Picard, call the phone number on Q's card. Call it. Call Look it up so you get a better number. picture of it. Call the number. You have to call that number. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, back. And I'm not going to say anything. Call it. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything in the chat either. If you've seen, if you've done it, and you, people have it. Okay. Back to Moon Knight. Um, yeah, Beck says yes. It's in, it's in the episode. Huh? I'm going right. to rewatch it because it airs tomorrow, Wednesday for podcast listeners. Today, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't notice this before because I'm not as well versed in a lot of um. Egyptian historical clothing and items of war, but uh, Ibrahim um, pointed this out that he really appreciates the costume design on the version of Moon Knight we have seen so far. Uh, in the way it's basically the moon is like a is, is essentially a mirror that is holding multiple thick layers of linen, which is what Egyptian warriors used as armor. It's like, it was like it was very thick layers of linen for their chest armor, and I was like, oh, "That's pretty cool." Hmm. So you know, they've been doing some research on how to make it look, yeah, how to make it look correctly. That's pretty cool. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I am interested to see in where this show is going to go, um, especially in the context of where the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been going since. Since Shang-Chi, really. Yeah. I mean, do you think Moon Knight has a bigger place to play? Bigger spot to play in the bigger MCU? Or is this kind of a... This is this thing? I kind of do and and don't simultaneously. Like, the... Again, I was talking about all this with Matthew. We have... Like, we have exited the phases of the mcu where it's everything is are these tiny points that are leading up to this big story and it's this giant narrative and we're bringing everybody together and it's very traditional uh superhero stuff mm-hmm. um from shang chi forward we have entered the weird shit yeah um we are now in marvel weirdo territory um, which is great. <laughs> which I is my, it. that's my Marvel wheelhouse that so, but they're also like, we're, we're not trying to, you know, get everybody to the next Avengers movie. We're just, we're just playing with weird shit and things that are going to show up in Shang-Chi may resolve in 
Thor Love and Thunder for all we know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Things that happened in the Eternals may like may not resolve until Quantumania. Yeah. That's not that's not true. I think what happened in Loki is going to resolve in Quantum Mania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, so there's still connect, there's still a lot of interconnectivity going on. They just don't really they don't want to uh they're not tied to we're all going to take on Thanos at the end. It's now like there's so many things that we have to take on. It's like you guys go over there, we're going to go over here. Just go wherever Cap points and says, "Do that. Do that over there. Right. I'm gonna go take out these people. You do that." <laughs> oh, Sam's job is gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> when when he catches up with like when everyone else goes, okay, here's what's been going on, Captain America. The hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was bad with one wizard. What are you people doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I think it's a great start. I know there's a lot of mixed thoughts on the first episode of Moon Knight, but mm-hmm. I, I think those people are having issues because again, they created what they thought the show would be and it's not. Wow. I, that sounds like a very similar theme that's been going on with almost everything that Disney plus has put out for both yeah. Marvel and Star Wars. Right. I went into it thinking, I like Moon Knight a lot. Moon Knight's weird. Mm-hmm. So I I like I basically anything I know about Moon Knight, I just turned it off. Cause it's like Moon Knight's fucking weird. So I'm ready for weird. And it gave me weird. I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. It is a you know, it is a weird show, and I don't expect it to get less weird as it goes on. Right. I I do think that uh, they've hired the right people to play those characters. Uh I, I think that uh Oscar Isaacs is doing fantastic. Oh, um, yeah. His Stephen Grant feels very different from the little bit that we get of Mark Spector. Uh, he's talked about the fact that he went very deep into very specific personality traits that each of them had that had nothing to do with the other one so that he could very well delineate who they were. Right. And I look forward to seeing more more Moon Knight itself on the screen i'm glad that they didn't wait to like reveal the costume like three episodes down the road it's like oh no there he is there's moon knight yeah yeah i'm excited to see that yeah um probably not gonna get the moon jet you know all right fine (laughs) spoilers spoilers all uh the moon jet is just shaped like a crescent moon like it's because remember moon knight's weird Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will say this. I, I also appreciate that pretty much all of the footage from the trailer that I've seen for Moon Knight was the first episode. Yeah, I dug that. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. I really have no idea what's coming then. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm glad they're sticking to that formula of like, everything that we're going to give you is going to be in the 30, first 30 minutes of whatever it is you're watching. So you'll just go, oh, I don't know what the show is about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this yeah. movie is about. Yeah. Sure, I, I'm going back to it, though. Every Amory, oh, great, the idiot's back. Oh, man. that Like, his take on Conchu was wholly unexpected. <clears throat> I can um, save us. Let me take over. 
Go back to sleep, dummy. It's like, yeah. <laughs> wow. This yeah. poor man. Uh-huh. Well, I'm here for it. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, we don't have to go into it now because I think right now I'm the only one who's watching it. Norm brought it up. Um, the Halo series on Paramount's not bad. I need to watch. Uh, it's been on my mind. I haven't sat down and watched it yet. Um, uh, if you don't know the lore of Halo very well, or if you're able to forget it, um, the show works a lot better. It's not I, following the, the it's not following the quote canon of the Halo series. Great. Yeah, it's fun. The, yeah. Mostly the what I know of the lore is there's this super beefed up genetically modified soldier named Master Chief. Yeah. There's one one group of aliens on this Halo thing that he fights. And then there's this other group of aliens that both of them have to fight because they're like a parasitic. Yeah, it gets there. Alien. Yeah, yeah. But so other, far, we that's that's it. And also, there's a halo, and then there's a holographic uh, computer woman. Yes, that's it. That's played by I'm... this, played by the same actress who was the voice of Cortana in the game. So good for her. Oh, good. Yeah, that's uh, smart. Kevin, we will probably. Or wait, yeah, Kevin, we will probably get to our flag means death, but we have to wait till everyone watches it. I know Denise yeah, I, and I have watched it. I still have not. Um, I it's need so to. Wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. Um, yep, I'll get around to it. Uh, it's a quick view. It's I think it's 10 episodes. They're half hour each. Yeah. So. Can do. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the the um, the next thing that I, I am going to put all my energy into going to view is... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, man. It's, yeah. It finally debuts this Saturday. It had a it had a limited release last week, week before last, um, which I thought was the actual release. So I was yeah, mighty offended when I'm like, hey, oh, this movie finally came out. Wait, why is it only playing one day at one theater twice in all of Portland? Right. Like, oh, okay, so this was a sneak preview. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm planning on trying to, uh, like, I just need to figure out which theater I'm going to go see it, but I plan on seeing it this weekend. I think it's playing at the um, Hollywood. It is. That is one of the theaters it's playing at. So mm-hmm. um, I just, oh, man. Uh, Yochu King, uh, I'm... I'm fascinated to see, and I'm going to try to make a point of using that name. I know I just said something that everyone, what was that? Yo Chu King is Michelle Yo's actual name. Right. Yo Chu King. Um, she's actually said the print. She's has said in, in an interview that I read last year, that that is one of her regrets is not forcing or not, not forcing, but not making more of a point of asking people to call her by her actual name as opposed to the name that she made up. Right. The the Anglo anglicized name. Yeah. Her original stage name was Michelle Kahn. Ooh. The first couple movies that I saw her in, she was Michelle Kahn. And then it was Michelle Yeo. 
and yo is the only part of her name that is her name so uh, her first her actual first name is chu king which she pronounced she's like it's easy to say you say chu and king chu king <laughs> so hmm. there you go there's that yeah i also i did i read an interview about the film um apparently um Marvel and Disney actually approached um I'm going blank. Dang it. Uh Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schnart Schneit Schneinart. Mm-hmm. Specifically Daniel Kwan. Marvel and Disney originally pitched them approached them for Loki. And their attitude was, nah, we want to do our own multiverse movie. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Fascinating. So this isn't a movie where it was like, well, we didn't get our chance, and so now we're going to do ours. And this was them turning down that because they're like, no, we have a vision for our own weird ass multiverse movie, and we're doing it. So that's pretty cool. I think this is going to be uh, this is going to be an interesting movie. It's already being touted as like the best science fiction movie in like a decade. Yeah, I'm I'm super <sighs> pumped for it. So. Um... I think one of the other things that's notable is the return of Kehu Kwan, who everyone knows better as Short Round. (sighs) (laughs) What? What was that? Oh, it's just me once again sighing for all the Indiana Jones ideas I've had with that character. Oh, yeah. You know... I did see for a little while. It was trending for a little bit. They're like, how come no one's talking to him? Like, it makes sense for Indy to pass the hat off to him. You you do know why he, like, this is his return to acting. Yeah, I know. Uh, Have you read the, the interviews that he's given about this? No, I've read a little bit, but not the whole thing. Uh, He basically has said that he had convinced himself that he didn't like acting and that's why he left. Mm -hmm. And he had to kind of come to grips with the fact that he's like, oh, I do like acting. I love acting. Mm -hmm. I hate Hollywood bullshit. I hate the fact that I was never hired for things because I'm an Asian man. Yeah, it... and they couldn't see past that. It's like, oh, you were always short round. You're always data or data. I don't know how he's pronounced in the Goonies. Um, I don't remember either. It bounces. So, around. like, he has a handful of credits. He's going from everything, everywhere, all at once to American-born Chinese. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like he's he is coming. He's come back to acting. So I I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh. and he's also working with uh Yochu King on that as well. Nice, yeah. And I, you know what, it's not too late for him to go back to that. It's not Raiders universe. You you place it in the seventies, and you play with a whole new style. You know, there's still artifacts to go after, and there's still assholes bent on world domination mm-hmm. using. It's all still there, but instead of it being pulp, now you've got Grindhouse. You know, adventures. At, uh, yeah, it's still there. It's uh, Don't get me going. It's still there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I I think that there's, there's merit to that entire idea. Yeah. 
Um, plus my, you know, World War II era Indiana Jones story where Short Round is now working for the, he's basically intelligence for the Chinese army and <laughs> Indiana, and he's, he basically forces Indiana Jones and Lao Shea to work together because they would technically be allies during World War II. And That's shenanigans true. would ensue. That they would. <laughs> yes. Yes, Indigo. He's in American Boy in Chinese. He's playing Freddie Wong. That's cool. Well, I think that's a positive place to wrap up the show. I think so. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with Denise. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have the, a big avatar, right? Four episodes? Yeah, I think we can shoot for four episodes. Okay. Um and I got to hit you up about something about that later, too. So. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, because I've watched the first two, and it doesn't feel like enough to really talk about. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll see what else What else we get up to. Cool. Maybe I'll have something else to announce next week. That would be neat. That would be very neat. Well, with that, I'm Aaron Duran. And I'm Cable Hashitani. And we'll talk to everybody next week. <laughs> Finger guns, yes. <laughs>